0: Well, happy Wednesday. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 31st, episode 3009, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse friends. It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle
0: Jamie. Enjoy the show. Well, today in the Daily Dose Health Report, Dr. Jenny Johnson speaks about the logistics of lameness exams, and we're going to talk a little bit more about why we're doing that one today. Plus, I share a list called things I've learned about horses as a non-horse boyfriend. Do we have any weird news?
1: Um. Yeah. One or two.
0: <laughs> some the weird world news.
1: continues to be super weird.
0: <laughs> and I know there were some you were asking me about before the show. You were like, "Should we do this?" one? Was like, "Nope." Should yeah, there was one? a. Like, nope. I,
1: I have a huge <laughs> list of people that sent in weird news stories, and I'm gonna give you their names later. Holy cow, y'all are twisted! <laughs> I was like, yes. "Okay, that's not. Nope. Nope. Nope." Yeah, we're not nope, doing nope. that
0: one. <laughs> And we're also going to answer auditor questions in the post-show. Maybe that'll become a Wednesday thing. We'll see what they want to ask us. So we're going to be doing that in the post-show. And Jamie has no ideas what no idea what the questions were, and I really didn't even look at them either. So we'll find out in the post-show. You know, I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube, and you know that we have an unusually high amount of artists that listen. Um, you know, we know about some of them, and at Christmas, they all come out of the woodwork, and we just have an artistic audience. And I, I don't know why I did this, but it I found this video that's titled, Why Horses Are So Hard for Video Games to Get Right.
1: God, isn't that the truth? I don't even play video games, but it's usually because I'm like, I don't keep my legs wrapped around the flank of a horse, and their knees don't bend that way.
0: Well, it's a 12-minute video, and I'm going to post a link to it. I'm only going to play the first 40 seconds, but um, it's a 12-minute video. If you're an artist, you should watch it. It was very interesting. They went in to talk to a bunch of different artists about why it's so hard to get a horse right, and we've talked to many artists over the years who've said horses are one of the hardest things to draw. So here's here's it's the beginning. The of The only thing I can
1: draw, but yeah. it looks like I'm twelve. So
0: <laughs> this is. I thought the end of this that I'm going to play was funny.
1: Simone De Rochefort, and I'm a horse girl. For some people, video game horses fade into the background, just another 3D asset on a polygonal plane. But they shouldn't. When there's a horse in a video game, it means someone busted their butt to get it there, and that's because horses are weird. Tricky, complex, and even if you don't care about horses, I'm here to convince you that video games are enriched and enlivened when they give horses their due. But why are horses so complicated? That's an easy answer. They're abominations of nature that walk on their fingernails.
0: (laughs) I thought that was a funny line.
1: That is uh, very accurate. (laughs)
0: So she goes in to talk about horse animation with a whole bunch of animators. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, I will put a link in the show notes. I actually ended up watching the whole thing. It was fascinating. But uh that was a rabbit hole. YouTube's good for that.
1: Yeah. Search weird
0: news and you'll go down another rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's do some daily winnies. One auditor birthday today, Charlie Ann Stevens. Happy birthday to you. We hope you have a terrific day.
1: Well, I you guys all know and love Homer. Homer is my bastard on home puppy. Homer. Who at this point in my his best ex- friend at I'm, your house. Yeah, he would you would change your opinion <laughs> because now <laughs> it's like handing off to somebody a baby shark. And he's uh, in the phase of like, teething? if he's awake, he's, I don't think he's teething quite yet, but he's just like, arr, 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 I'm going to bite everything. <laughs> and so it's like handing off a baby shark. So I just, I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, do I don't want to like hit something and I'm like pop him on the shoulder. um, And I, I just, I didn't know what to do. I'm so frustrated so I contacted our resident dog trainer auditor, Marissa Kreidler, who messaged me for like an hour yesterday back and forth, helping me try to figure out what to do with this monster puppy. Cause I I'm like, I'm like, no. And and then you like, I don't know. Caesar Milan does that you know, you like whack him in the neck, you know, like another dog would do. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And he's so little and he's a puppy and I don't know. I had all these and questions. He's so cute. And he's so cute. So uh, she did help me. We talked about scheduling. He does have sharp little teeth, though. Oh, my God. Redirection. He's just in that like And again, this is only when he's awake, which is probably at two hours a day. So it's not like it's a constant big problem. But yeah, it has definitely been. So what
0: did she say to do?
1: So we've talked about keeping him on a schedule as far as like putting him away. But if you, if you yell no and you kind of pop him, you're just amping up the adre- adrenaline level. It was very much like having, um, a human baby. Okay. You need to get them on a schedule. You need to put them down for their nap. You need to do, you know, get them a full belly. Yeah, but and all then, that stuff doesn't
0: stop them from biting, does it?
1: She said that when we are in the throes of it, the best thing you can do is redirection, which would be like, Say so the the worst it is is when I put him on the It'd be ranger. Like here's
0: Lucas, bite him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: I put him on the ranger to drive down to the barn because he comes down the barn with me. But it's like you have to hold him on the ranger because if he falls off, he's going to get hurt. But then he doesn't really appreciate the fact that I'm holding him, and then he bites my arms. And so now I have a lead rope that I stuff in his mouth. <laughs> like here, you chew this. Just chew this. Just chew this. And then uh, other times it was like. Sometimes if they aren't on the schedule, they get really amped up and it just makes it bigger and then they get more overtired and it seem it's very similar to having a human baby. I haven't had a puppy in 20 years I just I don't get puppies I get old dogs, you know so yeah, we it's, haven't
0: had one in 35 years yeah <laughs> That's it's, a long time
1: exactly. so just basically when we're in the throes of it redirection, and she said, and this is the other part. She's like, okay. And if that's not Squirrel. working, you just need to put him in timeout. And I was like, excuse mm. me. <laughs> like, yeah. Timeout. Put him in, put him in his little safe zone for just amount of time. They will have FOMO. He'll cry or whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, it's just like having a human baby. If she has kids, they're going to be like, she's going to be like the best mom ever. <laughs> so scheduled because it is very similar. So timeout and redirection.
0: Which There you go. I'm sure normal. we have others out there that are going to have opinions on this too. I'm
1: sure. To. Well, send me your email. I'll take all the advice I can get. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Hey, uh one of the other things we we needed to hear about was Effie because uh we haven't had an Effie we did forgot to do an Effie update on Monday. So, kind of fill everybody in on uh, where we are now and what's Effie up to.
1: Uh yeah, for those who don't know, Effie is my filly who decided to do all the things and spend all the money on on the vet bills and she ended up having to have surgery and put a screw in her knee and uh we are one tube away from finishing the antibiotics that I have to give her. Every eight hours. And um, it's really fun to watch She in- loves seeing you come with that Man, too, doesn't she? I, she just <laughs> loves me. I've I've
0: How sharp are her teeth?
1: <laughs> I've taken it to where, you know, trying to be okay. Cause if I just walk in the stall and stick in her mouth and she's going to hate me. So I walk in the stall, I put the halter on and I just scratch her everywhere. And I love every, love all over her and then in the mouth and then, oh my God, I scratch her and then she runs away. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I've had enough of you. So she's doing great. You know, people have asked me, how's Effie doing? And I'm like, you know what? She's alive and she's happy to be here. That's- so
0: it was two weeks ago she had the surgery on her knee and put the screw in.
1: Glenn, that was 11 years ago, it seems. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> but she's still there with a great big bandage, I assume.
1: No, the bandage is done. So oh, once really? they took the sutures out, my vet, this is in continuing all the fun with this uh, Effie, which is why she's named that. The vet puts a smaller bandage on. She's like, I just need this one to last like 36 hours until the suture sites are closed up and closed in. And so she puts this like elasticon wrap around her knee. And I and that was like in the afternoon and I evening. And then I come down in the morning and the wrap is off. Actually, it was around her hoof. <laughs> oh, okay. So I call the vet and she's like, just, you know, I mean, if just anything's gotten her. in, it's kind of gotten <laughs> in, but I'll just rewrap her with, with vet wrap. I'll just put some vet wrap to keep those holes closed. I put the vet wrap on. I came back to give her medicine that lunchtime is off. And not only is it, it's, it's off like completely and it's in pieces in the stall. So she's now bandageless because I couldn't keep one on. Um, now here's the fun thing. And this is where I just, I mean, really. She's my vet's like you know what we should do now is stem cell. We need to do some stem cell and put them in the knee. I was like what? Another 10 grand. She's like yeah, I think it would really help. You know, make you do some injections, some stem cell and I was like I'm going to punch you right now. Like, I go I am like let me just go to that tree in my backyard that has the money on it and pluck some off and hand it let to you. Let me show
0: you my savings account. You took it all already. Like, <laughs> it's like-
1: I mean, it was almost offensive. Like, yes, that would be <laughs> ideal. I could just put stem cell therapy into her joint, which is, she's never going to be rideable anyway. I, like, and she's wa- actually technically walking around really well. So I'm pleased with how it is. But the fact that and she's like, well, we could also do some IRAP and like names, all these therapies. And I was like, get out. <laughs> I actually didn't say that to her. I was thinking it. I was thinking a lot worse. And then uh, I. Is I her said,
0: mortgage almost paid off thanks to you? That's,
1: I know, yeah. right? I've, I own her truck. Uh, but we all have been through things like that where you pay the vet a lot of money. But the fact that she's like just continuing. And I was like, hey, um, I'm really, really tired of spending money on, on this horse. And yes, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of things I could do to make it. Even more better, you know. <laughs> like she's walking around, she's happy, you know,
0: whatever. Well, and let's face it, there's a lot of money we could spend on every horse for a million different reasons, but we do have to choose our battles. Yes, right?
1: thank you. Um, I didn't want to I feel mean, like a. You only have so thing.
0: much money. You still have to yeah. feed the kid.
1: Yeah, <laughs> still have to pay a mortgage. And to, that was the thing is, I, I was like, I, I feel like I'm feeling getting guilty into like doing more, and I was like, I, I go, I'm just. She's like, what, what is your express? What do you, what do you, what's your look right now? I was like, my look is I'm tired of spending money. (laughs) Like I'm just, I'm just bleeding money. And she turns to me and she goes, you do have horses. And I was like, no, it's not all going to the horses. It's going to a horse, a horse. (laughs) So I, I'm, I'm trying to, we're going to, we're going to re X ray. In a couple weeks, I can't tell you, my husband is sitting right behind me. We're done spending money. She's totally fine. Everything is fine.
0: Everything's good. (laughs) Sorry I asked. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you. He just sat down, and and the look on his face is very blank.
0: (laughs) Well, fortunately, you have... Your own account to pay for the horses, but uh, that only lasts so long, too. It's
1: separate, (laughs) but I'm about to take out a husband loan.
0: (laughs) So, hey. (laughs) (laughs) How's your day? I hope it's good. How are you doing? Uh, How's your golf game today? For for brand new listeners, uh, Jamie had a choice two weeks ago to put this baby down or to fix it. And, uh, you know, there was a $5,000 decision to make there. Yeah. Uh, And for a horse, then, that should probably never get to ride or use
1: they, they said if she's ever rideable it, consider it a pleasant surprise
0: there you go like, yeah. and, but, so she did choose to spend the $5,000 and save the horse um, but yeah there's always something we can do like my horse would like massages every day but that's not going to happen yeah so, so would I And yeah, that's exactly exactly well, I, you know, speaking of horse husbands, that leads us perfectly into our next segment, which was posted on Facebook. It's Riverstown Stables posted it. And I don't know if it was theirs or they stole it. I don't know. But, uh, it was titled Things I've Learned. So it's very British. Things I've learned about horses as a non-horse boyfriend. And I went through, and it took some out, and I I made him more American so we can actually understand them. So here, and I just love this because I think Chad would love this too. I can now tell the difference between a cheap pitchfork and a decent one. Well, yeah, there's only one good one. It's, it's that's not the, the flexing truth. fork. Yeah, that's the only good one. Two tons is the daily amount of horse poops. I got to tell you, when I was a new horse husband, I really thought it was about two tons a day because it just seemed excessive. <laughs> the how often and how much they poop in a single day—it just seems excessive.
1: Yeah, like, you know that when you have uh, two horses that are locked in a stall together, twenty-four-seven, oh yeah. do you—you you can't eat. I don't want to talk about it. Just Imagine the amount
0: of betting you're spending is it, crazy. That's,
1: that's what I, wanna, I don't want to talk about.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> if a horse stands on your foot, no amount of pushing will shift it. That is true, especially when it's a draft horse. The worst time I ever had bruising on my foot was one of our draft horses. Uh, reared up, and, and for some reason, they did, very seldom do that. Uh, I don't even know why, and uh, came down on my foot, and it was black and blue for a month. That's probably the worst time. Didn't break. I don't know if it broke anything or not, but
1: and and uh, that's that into pressure syndrome where, like, if you push on a horse, they push back against you. So you're they're standing on your foot, (laughs) and you're pushing and pushing, and they're like, "Oh, lean harder." Okay, but when
0: you have one ton on your foot, the only thing you can think to do is push. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's it's just reaction at that point. You're you're not thinking straight. So have you ever broken anything with worse landing on it?
1: Glenn. (laughs) <laughs> you have known me in a boot twice for
0: crushing sure. my foot. But I not don't b- think it was from a horse stepping on It your was foot. not
1: because I got stepped on. But listen, I'm going to knock on wood right now and refuse to answer that question so I don't okay.
0: jinx myself. Well, we'll move on. If a horse can do something stupid, it will do it. Well, we all know that. That's just a given. Horses like to knock over wheelbarrows piled high with poop, and they usually wait till you're almost done filling it. Always Many times i have done that, and it's so it's so irritating. a saddle, an item crafted out of the finest leather and costing thousands that never fits your horse. Oh my God,
1: <laughs> that's why you have to have at least eight
0: <laughs> uh, that's so true that one you can actually wear out a pair of Wellington boots in about six months. That's true they the waterproof boots never seem to last very long.
1: That's generous You're, six months.
0: <laughs> You're going to love this next one. A vet, a nice man or woman that turns up regularly and empties your bank account.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Horse dentist, a barbaric man with steel toe cap boots, a bucket of big rasp piles who turns up and empties your bank account. A farrier, a really nice bloke who turns up and empties your bank account every six weeks in exchange for putting bits of metal on your horse's feet which fall off within 10 (laughs) minutes of him leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Or the day before your show, one or the other. Grooming, it takes hours and is the green light for your horse to then go roll in the mud or poo. Mm -hmm. That's true, yeah. I love this one. A horse walker. A giant electrified hamster wheel for horses. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> Think about it. It really is. Wheelbarrels. I can now tell the difference between a good one and a bad one. A good one has a low center of gravity. A bad one falls over as soon as the horse so much as farts near it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do but you have the two-wheel front one or the oh, one-wheel front yeah.
1: one? Yeah. So when I would muck stalls in Arizona, I realized uh, throughout my existence, you have to have a two-wheeled one. In the front, because otherwise it just tips over, and I would get so weak, like I'd be like lifted up, and it would uh, tip over without having any help from Zeus.
0: Do you find them hard to control, push around, turn stuff? Jennifer doesn't like the two-wheel front one. She only has the one wheel.
1: Oh, no. She's tougher (laughs) than me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Water bucket. A container holding fresh water into which a horse must poop or spill at the first opportunity.
1: Poop soup. So
0: true we have the automatic
1: waterers and i'm like ah thanks for the poop soup
0: just oh how do you clean those they don't can't dump them can you aren't they attached
1: you have to pull the you take the top off of it and then there's a like a bowl and you have to grab the bowl and lift it out after you turn the water off and uh it's disgusting i mean (laughs) it's at least you can pick up a bucket with a handle this you have to you just got to get in there this got to get in there. Uh, and Stanley I is tell my... I never
0: had a automatic wa- horse waterers. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't even know how you did it. Oh, great! Uh, that sounds romantic. All right, uh, horse <laughs> teeth. These are a lot like puppy teeth, by the way. Giant chisel-like things that like to grab you the instant that you're not looking. So, <laughs> so.
1: I have this horse in training, kitten, a kitten. I call him Kit, and he is awesome in every way. He is fantastic. He is now going on the trail. He walked, tried canners. He's great. He's been adopted. He's got a great home. They left him for some extra training. And the only thing this horse does is if you're standing still, he just turns around and bites your toe. Like I can't, I can't figure it out. he says, I'm like, I'm just, we're going to relax. Bites Loose your reins. Toe? He yeah. bites like your foot in the stirrup. And I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting there. It's not like I'm asking him to move forward. That's just his like habit of he just turns on and bites your foot. It's really annoying. Not going to lie. And I'm going to have to tell his owner like we're working on it. The outside rain like no, you know, Uh, but you better watch out for it.
0: Is he quick about it?
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real. I mean, he has it. He's quick. He's quick. Barrett wrote him. Farm wrote him this morning and I was like, just watch out for him on your feet. But he didn't. He didn't bite Bear's toes today so maybe he just doesn't like me.
0: Steel-toed riding shoes for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's he learned that somewhere. Yeah, somehow. no,
1: he's 7 years old. He came to me. Yeah. He was a racehorse and then he was adopted and then returned because she couldn't take care of him anymore. But at some point, yeah, he has a learned behavior because he um, he did it like the first day I got on him. And he knew Quite what he was the doing. Track. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, he also lived with somebody for 3 years, so who knows?
0: <laughs> so I like this one. Electric. You you have electric fencing, right? Yeah, you do in some parts. Uh, electric fencing. Decorative tinsel for ponies. hashtag Damn it, Zeus. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> decorative tinsel for ponies. I like that. Horse worms. They are huge. A ball of oh. grass snakes just fell out of your horse's bum. Apparently, this is because the previous owner used an herbal remedy and not a proper medication. <laughs> It is disgusting. So gross. Don't wrap the lead rope around your hand because the dangerous empty plastic shopping bag, which are well known for attacking horses, will blow past the in the wind, causing your horse to bolt and panic and will pull your fingers out of their sockets. This hurts enough to make you vomit. That's this so is
1: all something that a <laughs> horse boyfriend learned at some point.
0: Yes. Horse rugs. Why do we? Oh, by the way, Jennifer would get after me all the time for wrapping the thing around my hand. Oh, yeah. It's it's human nature to wrap it around. Horse rugs. Why do we always need another one? What does this one do that the other 76 don't?
1: Listen, I resemble that (laughs) remark. I find that offensive. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. Kind of figured you would. Um, You have less saddle pads, I noticed.
1: I did. I do because I started, I I went.
0: You've been purging?
1: Quality over quantity. Mm. And now I have some very specific pads That's
0: sick of hearing Chad whine about it
1: I have eco golden back on track and then I got a gray horse so I did get her a turquoise one but then I got ace and he needed a red one so I do have a red one and a turquoise one and then yeah, I needed but, to get I mean... a different red one for miles <laughs> so I do have that one by the way they all have matching boots because you have got to dress up a gray horse and then of course red's not going to go with a chestnut so then you're going to have to get like a hunter green um, and also then I have Zeus who prefers the back on track and then all the race horses use the eco gold but then you know i had the white eco gold but it gets really stained so then i had to go back and get the blue eco gold with the fleece on the bottom what we were you patricia, saying about less
0: <laughs> we saw patricia and eco gold at uh Wesa, and they have a new pad out now so
1: oh well i'll find out I'll all about that
0: yeah. by the way when we visited Jamie all of those pads when we visited Jamie in Arizona that is nothing compared to what she used to
1: have I did, when it turns out when you move you purge but I'm slowly yeah. recollecting you probably
0: had 50 pads horse shows can't like who ride one.
1: they want to match their shirts
0: <laughs> last one horse shows places where you hurry up and wait panic and then wait some more and then cry
1: <laughs> that's so
0: true That pretty much describes every horse show I've ever been to.
1: Hurry up! Wait! Panic! Wait! Cry!
0: (laughs) pretty much describes every single one state line tack right now they're having a warehouse sale that's right it is the end of august and they're having a clearance sale head on over there they have uh, items up to 65% off any and, he, and I'm, t- I'm telling you I was looking at this uh, it had they have 10 pages of items that are part of their warehouse sale and we used to have those when we had our store and we really were trying to get rid of stuff because this time of year is when the blankets come in
1: yeah but you so big room the, on the shelves
0: oh and they take up so much room. It was always incredible when the blankets arrived. First of all, there's a hundred big boxes, and the UPS guy loves that. And then you have to find a place to put them. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening right there. And I did notice that they have the uh, Oak Country Boots, which are always very popular. <gasps> they have a whole bunch of boots and helmets and uh, muzzles. and. Uh,
1: I love the title. Of it. You go to techcom The first thing is, oops, our warehouse is full. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And what's happened, I think, with a lot of companies that we were talking to at Wisa is I think you see prices coming down a little bit on some stuff because what happened was they couldn't get product to send out during COVID for, because mm-hmm. of all the shortages and shipping. So they overordered. To make sure they were covered, and now they have warehouses full, so I think we're going to see some good sales actually coming into Christmas time. But That's you can start right news. now. Head out, head on over to. Oh, they have latest carrots performance tights at thirty one dollars. Wow, yeah. So, statelinetac dot is where you want to be today. So, we talked about. Do you remember on Monday we talked about the fact that? Uh, well, I asked the question, how many horses do you think are lame on any given day in the world?
1: Yes. What and we, percentage? We decided that uh, pretty much 20% of horses are lame.
0: I think we were wrong. Because one of the auditors then took up a challenge and said, let's post about our lame horses. And there were about 100 comments with people with their lame horses. We might have underestimated that a bit. Yeah, I think so. It seems like almost every horse is lame. So, uh So after Monday's show, I said to Jennifer, did we do a segment at some point about uh, kind of lameness exams and lameness testing? And she said, yeah, we did. So she put it together for us. This is from a previous show. And uh, this horse health segment is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. And after we talk about lameness, I got to catch up with Janet at Daily Dose Equine and had some fun chatting with her. And I'll play that immediately after.
3: I want to talk a little bit today specifically about the logistics of the lameness exam, and there's a number of different topics uh, that I'll cover on that um, subject. We'll start off by uh, talking about the most useful gait to evaluate a lame horse is the trot. It's essential that the horse be observed at the walk for the reasons we talked about previously, evaluating stride length and footfall, and many times it's easier to evaluate the footfall pattern and characteristics of the stride at the walk but the trot is, is the most useful gait to determine uh, which leg is the lame limb. Now, we then have to ask ourselves the question, though, is the lameness that we see in hand at the trot the same lameness that's compromising the performance of the horse either at speed or that, say, for example, causing the horse to refuse fences? Usually, it is, but not always. And I think that's an important point to remember. There are a number of variables between the horse trotting in hand on a lead shank and the horse performing with a rider. The first most obvious variable is that we have the addition of the weight of the rider. We have the addition of the weight of the rider, the position of the rider. It changes the load of the horse as well as the balance of the horse. The other, Another variable that we have would be a difference in surface. Usually during the lameness exam, we're performing the lameness exam on a smooth, a hard surface, uh, but typically we don't ride our horses on those surfaces. Typically we'll ride on a softer surface that's more forgiving. And then the other variable is that we have different gaits. If we're doing the lameness exam, most of it is done at the trot with some elements of it at the walk, but at, when the horse is performing, we obviously have the walk, the trot, the gallop, the canter, and with our horses, jumping, uh, which is not really considered a gait, but it's a part of the performance. So those are all the variables that can lead to a, a discrepancy between what we see when leading the horse in hand and what we see with the rider uh, on the back. The lameness, during the lameness exam, as I said, we usually perform that on a smooth, hard surface, and that is useful for exacerbating uh, even very subtle lamenesses. But as I said, you know, they perform usually on softer surfaces, and other problems may be more apparent on that softer surface. The other thing to be con- to be considered is that the horse may have more than one lameness going on. There one there may be one lameness that's evident at the trot in hand, and another lameness that's evident while the horse is being ridden on a softer surface. And uh, in relation to that, a horse can show one lameness when it's trotted on a straight line, and an entirely different one when trotted in a circle. So lameness. I think our listeners will be gathering a sense throughout this series that it's it's a very complex um, situation, and many time, there, are, there are many variables that have to be considered in evaluating the lame horse and trying to determine where is the lame where is the source of the lameness. So, the next thing I want to talk about is the temperament of the horse during the lameness exam. That's an important element to consider you have all variations in temperaments of horses from you know, the very uh, relaxed, lackadaisical horse to the very, um, you, might, you might call a horse, full of blood, you know, a stallion that's you know, full of energy and, and, and life. And, and many times the lameness exam is conducted on horses that may have been laid up for a little while, so they're not in their regular work program, they've been in a stall, and so they're full of energy and uh, that can make it much more difficult to evaluate the lameness in the horse. The other issue is the weather. Is it a lovely day out, which is what we typically have here in California? But there are many parts parts of the country where that's not their typical weather, and they may have very cold or windy days. Or, you know, you may have a cold, windy day here, which is quite a surprise to a horse in California. So, you know, how does the weather affect the evaluation of the of the horse and the horse's gait? In many cases, uh, the lameness evaluation an examination will require the use of some sedation. And in some cases, when you use a a small degree of sedation, the lameness may be more pronounced and therefore easier to diagnose uh, with the mild sedation. And additionally, it may reduce the tendency of the horse to guard the lame leg or to to protect it. It may allow a little muscle relaxation so that the horse is moving um, more uh, in a way that's more reflective of the pain that they're feeling. And sometimes in big exuberant warm blood, sedation may be essential in order to accurately diagnose the lameness. So the, the use of sedation plays a very uh, important role sometimes in the lameness evaluation. The next thing I want to talk about uh, that's important during the lameness exam is, is leading the horse during the lameness exam. It's, it's critical how the horse is led. It may sound like a very elementary uh, idea, but it really can make a big difference in what the examiner sees during the examination. It's important that the horse is going on a loose lead shank so that the horse can move his head and neck freely. Now, and this, you know, I'll bounce back to the sedation idea. If you have a horse that's very full of energy, clearly you can't jog them down the road on a loose lead shank. So you have to find a balance there. If the horse is not able to be jogged, down the, you know, the road or the hard surface uh, on a loose lead shank, then that may be the time when you have to consider the use of some sedation. The other aspect of this that's important is that the horse needs to jog or trot at a consistent speed, not too fast, not too slow. And it's likely that the horse needs to be jogged a number of times. And it's useful to watch the horse going in both directions, you know, going away from you, coming towards you. It's also useful to watch the horse when they're decelerating, when they're slowing down. And also, very important, when they're turning, when they get to the end of the point where you're jogging them and you turn them to come back. Watch that turn. Uh, A lot of times things may not be very evident when they're jogging, but sometimes you can pick up a lot of information when the horse is turning. Now, uh, the next thing on the logistics here of the lameness exam is a little discussion about the the surface characteristics. As I've already talked about, you usually will do the lameness exam on a smooth, flat, hard surface usually it's pavement or concrete, it creates maximum concussion and is useful in exacerbating some of those subtle lamenesses. However, it's important that the results of that jogging on the hard surface are interpreted carefully, as there are many horses that are actively competing uh, successfully and comfortably that will show subtle lamenesses if you jog them on a hard surface. So it's important to be careful in the interpretation there. Um, The foot strike and the gait of a horse may be much different and much improved on a a firm but a forgiving substance as opposed to the firm uh, hard surface. Um, It is important to remember too that when you're jogging a horse on a firm hard surface that it's non slip. Usually blacktop is better than concrete. Concrete is not a good surface to jog on because it's slippery. And some horses, when they're jogging on, the, on an area that they perceive to be slippery, they lack confidence on those types of surfaces, and they may shorten their stride uh, for protection and not necessarily for lameness. So it's important, again, to assess a little bit of the temperament of the horse as well as the quality of the surface. Uh, another thing to consider when you're jogging a horse on these hard surfaces is a horse with studs or cocks um, on their shoes Uh may appear to have a lameness, and it may be just dis- an induced lameness as a reflection of those studs or caulks altering their gait and not be related to a baseline level of lameness. Now, I would also like our listeners to uh, remember that when they're looking at the gait, they should compare the gait on, on the hard surface to that on a soft surface, and many times that's useful in differentiating uh, between a soft tissue lameness and a bony issue. For example, foot pain in a horse is usually worse when they're jogged on hard ground, whereas a horse that has lameness from soft tissue injuries, such as a suspensory injury, uh, will usually be worse on soft uh, or deep ground. So those are just a number of things to think about that are really sort of the mechanics of the lameness evaluation that are might not always be thought of, but can really play an important role in the process of determining where is this horse lame? Is there a lamest? And if so, where is the lamest? And so I I think important information for our listeners to uh, sort of gather into their bank of information and, and observational skills when they're looking at their horses.
0: I'm so excited that we came to Ada this time because we are with Janet from Daily Dose Equine. You hear her ads here every Wednesday, but now I get to hang out with you.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. It's good to see you.
0: So People always like to hear a little bit of the backstory of the companies. And I know we did this a long time ago, but it's been a long time now. So, and COVID makes everything seems like it was 50 years ago. So. Yeah, exactly. So why did you start this company, Daily Dose?
2: I was having problems with my horses. I had some that were too skinny and some that were too fat and... I was having problems solving that problem.
0: But there's lots of products out there that claim to solve the skinny fat thing, right? Well, but, there And are. you could have gone and done that, instead you started your own company. So, I did. So I that's was, what makes you a little different.
2: Yeah. So I was cooking for my horse, and it was just a little too much. And I thought, you know...
0: I, just I can make you in this the kitchen with a big pot on the stove. <laughs> <Of> oats. <laughs> yes, exactly, stir it with a yes. big ladle.
2: <laughs> it just got to be a little too much because we had over 20 horses at the farm, so that's a really big what pot. What kind of
0: horses were you into?
2: Uh, basically I ride dressage. Oh, yeah. So I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah. Yeah, so You still I do. Yeah, compete. I tried it. Well, yeah, yeah, I have. I haven't recently, but I'd like to get well, back that's what out there. When you
0: start your own business. There, yes. Exactly.
2: By the <laughs> I got to take care of those puppies, you know.
0: <laughs> I didn't know you were a dressage rider. Yeah. So, have you done that since you were little?
2: Uh, no, I actually started off hunter jumpers, and eventually, I had this crazy thoroughbred who used to rush all the fences. So, mm-hmm. I got scared, and I mm-hmm. thought, you know, I'm giving up these jumps. And I'm just going to ride the flat, and I really love it. So.
0: Well, and the older we get, the more we're concerned about breaking things. So. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can still break things in Yeah, but that's side. true.
0: But we get more concerned about breaking <laughs> yes, things exactly. when we're younger.
2: You can control things a little bit, but yeah. Well,
0: well that's it. I didn't know that. Yeah, So what kind absolutely. of horses were you? Warm bloods? Or? Yeah, I
2: mostly have warm bloods. Yeah.
0: yeah. A certain variety of warm blood you like better than others? Uh,
2: I raised turcaners. Oh. I do have... Uh, I had a very mare, right yes. Now. <laughs> so, anyway, I love them; they're great.
0: So you started cooking for your own beasts.
2: I did, and it worked, and it did. My mare, who was very heavy, lost weight, and the one who was really skinny gained weight. And I thought there is something to this. So,
0: so you went through the process of trying to create a business, which is not easy. No, you know. so and, it has
2: to formulate, and how many years? Uh, we started in two thousand six. Wow. Yeah, so
0: and that's when we started podcasting. We're yeah. the same age.
2: <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, back uh, then it
0: was different too because we did Social media wasn't wasn't what it was today. Yes. So even getting the word out was a little harder. Yes.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Person to person. Yeah. You know, slowly going to trade shows, trying to reach out to people. You know, mailing lists. Back then, you could actually put something in the mail, and it would get to the person. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so then you, you, uh, you, down the pike, here are ways, uh, and we talk about it all the time, you can order, and we, by the way, my pony scooter uses Daily Dose, and we ordered a Chewy, and that had to be good for you at that point was to be able to get into somebody who could ship like that.
2: Yeah, it's fabulous because we have reach all over the United States, and that is just really fabulous.
0: And shipping is so expensive and so hard and just a pain right now. So that is cool that you were able to do that, and we were able to order it from there. I mean, it's cool for us as the consumer, too.
2: Yeah, so it's very convenient, and it's very reasonably priced, so...
0: Has it gone, like, are you doing well with
2: it? Yeah, we yeah. are. We're growing, which is really neat, and uh, want to continue to grow and reach out to more people.
0: So, do you have a final message for everybody?
2: Yes, I do, and that message is, is that your horse deserves to eat healthy, too.
0: That would imply that I'm eating healthy as the owner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and maybe your dog and cat, That's be good.
0: Where can they find your products?
2: You can find it on Chewy or directly through Daily Dose Equine.
0: Well, coming up on Friday, we will be giving away prizes for really bad ads. So get your ads into Jennifer at com. Any of the ads sent in now before Friday will count for the prizes. I think there was, what, $400 worth? So it's a considerable amount of prizes, and we'll be doing that on Friday's show. So you can look forward to that on Friday. Also, tomorrow we have the sidelines episode for you. And we actually pre recorded that one yesterday. And, you know, how many interviews have I done? but I figured out. It's around 6,000 personally. And I I actually sat in on their show and produced it yesterday. They did an interview with a woman named Hope that was one of the best interviews I've heard on any show. And she was because she was one of the most positive people I've ever heard on the air. She was so positive about everything, Uh, even her divorce and her ex-husband. I was sitting there listening to it going, this is the most grounded woman I have ever heard. So listen for that on tomorrow's sidelines. She'll be the first interview up tomorrow, or second interview up in tomorrow's sideline show. But it was amazing. It's just, there's very few people that are like her to the extent that she was And you could just tell it wasn't made up. It was just the way she was. And oh, by the way, she was riding a horse at the time, which is always a bonus. So that's on tomorrow's show. And and the uh, Dressage Festival, the national championships, just finished. And I know that uh, coming up in the next week or two, you're going to be hearing about those and probably hearing some interviews with some of the champions on the Dressage Show. So go check out the Dressage Radio Show as well. (laughs) time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's weird news
1: I mean technically it's not my weird news cuz you crazy people sent it to me and I would like to think let me get my list here it was a good week for weird news Tanya, Jenny, Stephanie, Alicia, Sarah, April, Lorraine, Ina, Ellis, Allison and Aaron Thank you all for contributing to this segment. I can't get to all of them clearly. And I also would like to say that I'm not going to tell you, Glenn, who sent what, because it's none of your business. So uh, yeah, so here is where we're going to go. I think I felt like we should start out with some audio, Glenn. Uh, this happened in Alabama. There's a sheriff who drove up to a house to serve some papers. When he goes to, and this was a rural type area, he gets out of his car, but he he explained that due to the number of homes he visits daily, he leaves his vehicle car door open because in these rural areas, he has had to retreat from being attacked by dogs. (laughs) So basically, it's like he got out of the car to serve the paper, but left his door open because he sometimes in places like this has to dive back in the car. So well, let's, let's
0: face it, nobody wants to be served. No, so there's no. That.
1: Go get them! <laughs> so let's see what happened when he came back to his
0: car. Get out of there! Are you kidding me? Get out! <laughs> there's nothing to eat in there. I wish y'all could see the video. <sighs> Don't eat that. Come on. Get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you get the You get the point. Uh what was in his car, Glenn?
0: Goats. Goats were in his car <laughs> and they were eating the papers that were on his seat. They, they had a were... big wad of papers in their mouth.
1: <laughs> I mean you would sick your dogs up, just don't sick the goats. They hopped in his my patrol car <laughs> and ate all the papers he was supposed to deliver like throughout the day. And so, uh, of course, you know, I love reading tweets from sheriff's departments. Uh, they, 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 they kind of tell the whole story, but then the Madison County Sheriff's office, this is the last pair, pair, couple paragraphs. Deputy thrower explained the dude in a number of homes. He visits daily and leaves the vehicle up because he had to retreat. Deputy thrower has been serving the citizens of Madison County for about 40 years and is considered one of our goat deputies. We got it. He's the greatest of all time. We had a huge kick out of this today and hope it brought a smile to your face as well. Thank you, Madison County Sheriff's Department.
0: Body cams are a wonderful thing.
1: Yes. So there's a uh, fishing tournament in Yankton, South Dakota. And there's a Nebraska man. His name is Andy Moore, and he has entered this fishing tournament contest. And he's in a kayak and he catches something and he's like, Oh my God, this is big. It's a big one. And I mean, it's like, he's reeling it in. It's like pulling his kayak forward. Anyway, he finally pulls it up and it's a rock. He pulls up a giant rock. He's like, well, that sucks, but his line is stuck, you know? So he pulls the rock into the boat and he's like, Oh, well, that's a weird looking rock. He says, this is his quote. I get up to it and I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. I thought it was a big catfish skeleton or deer skeleton, but something told me to hang on to it. Turns out it is he ended up contacting the Army Corps of Engineers who confirmed that it is a predator fish fossil that is 90 million years old.
0: 90 How did it last that long?
1: million years old, and it looks like it's like a rock. It's like a rock, but there's like a spine embedded in it, and it's a really big. It's, so it's larger than a man's right? arm, so it's a big giant fossil that he pulled up. How cool is that? I just thought that was cool. It's <laughs> weird, but cool. cool. Well, on the opposite side of cool, we have weird. <laughs> that is the one I'm going to tell you about right now. Uh, we're, oh, my God. Are we still in Nebraska? Woo! Nebraska Florida's resident. is getting a break today. You're getting a break. Don't worry. It'll come back to you. Uh, Nebraska resident Dwayne Hansen had his 60th birthday coming up. How did he celebrate Glenn? How would you celebrate your 60th birthday? Very I mean, yours is coming up.
0: Home. No, mine. I already had mine. My think, uh b- right. very quietly at home.
1: Okay. Well, that's not yeah. what Dwayne did.
0: No, I figured. It's <laughs> name's Dwayne.
1: He's and he's in Nebraska and he has a lot of time. So I I don't know how you find these world records. Are people like looking in the Guinness book and they're like, okay, I'm gonna flip through the pages. You know what? I can beat that. What did he want to beat? He wanted to beat the Guinness World Record. It was a 15-mile float down a river in a giant pumpkin. (laughs) So he's like, all right. Oh, wait. Wait. It was 15. But then somebody did. 25 and a half miles down the Red River, which is here in Oklahoma in 2016. And this guy, Dwayne Hansen, he's like, "I'm gonna beat that. So he left at 7:30 in the morning and arrived at 6:30 pm back. That's right. Mr. Hansen is a longtime Nebraska resident who enjoys growing large pumpkins, gourds, and vegetables as a hobby. So what did he do? He took a ginormous pumpkin, hollowed it out, and wrote on the back, the SS Bertha, giant pumpkin, hollowed it out, climbed in, and paddled for 38 miles down the Missouri River. <laughs> and he has now broken the world record for longest pumpkin ride as a boat. (laughs) I don't even know what the record, like how do you even do that? Like, you know what? I can, uh, one
0: tough pumpkin. It
1: is, (laughs) is the SS Bertha. Okay. I mean, come on. Um, yeah. So congratulations. Happy birthday. You've beat your, uh, the record. Congratulations.
0: I'm just looking at, uh, you got me curious after uh, we, you know, he hit 3,000. I just got curious and went to Guinness World Book and look up podcast. And uh, I'm seeing first podcast. I'm seeing longest running movie podcast. Most tickets sold for a podcast recording. Um, It just goes on and on. There's like 50 of them, but I don't see one for a number of episodes. I got to continue looking, checking this out. There you go. If you
1: want to beat a world record, just Google Whatever Guinness Book, and maybe you too can beat one by hollowing I out. I think a we should
0: submit. Who else has two hundred and ten thousand minutes of podcasting?
1: I mean, go for it, buddy.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll play that. I'm I sorry. fully support you. you. Got distracted. All
1: right, our final weird news story. As I'm reading it, it just gets weirder. The, the the title of the article is, it's a video. Watch a girl walk an emotional support alligator on a leash in a Philly park. Yes, there's a woman in Philadelphia who has a seven-year-old alligator that she uses as her emotional support animal. What kind of emotional support is an alligator giving you? I don't know. Apparently, it is legal to own an alligator as a pet in Pennsylvania. This is on CNN, by the way. Uh, But it is not. It is against state law to release them into the wild. So uh, the alligator, Wally, is a seven-year-old reptile and apparently a TikTok star and a licensed emotional support animal. Licensed emotional support. And he has a variety of social media accounts in his name. Uh, Wally, who apparently, quote, loves to give hugs, was adopted in 2016. And Henny, who's undergoing treatments for cancer, has a GoFundMe page to help care for Wally.
0: Okay. What do you have to do to care for him? Just get him a cat every once in a while, throw it in there.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. There's a lot of, there's a lot of videos. <laughs> He's also apparently a hopeful contestant in America's favorite pet, Animal Kingdom, an online competition where pets, where four pets, the winner will receive 10, this is really written weird. Sorry. Uh, $10,000 and be feature, featured in, uh, in touch weekly. Yeah. That's right. He's an emotional support gator. You know what? Like, I think of all the Carry people Carry that, that on that, the plane. See if uh, that gets through TSA. exactly where I was going. Like, <laughs> here, come on, hop on the seat. I'd be like, you know what, Dominic, I'll just get off.
0: It's yeah. <laughs> <time."> <laughs> so, that, that, of course, your husband's now a captain. He's the one that has to determine whether the alligator gets on the plane or not.
1: Yeah. Uh his handle is <laughs> at Wally the Alligator and there are videos I can't listen to him while I'm have my headphones on because they're really loud, but uh there's like little girls hugging Wally, children hugging mm. an alligator who his head is as part of big Florida as was their that? head. This is not Florida. You oh. win. There's no Florida <laughs> stories today.
0: Um, I do win. Wow. Yeah, I
1: did get rid of the drunk girl and that was decided to dance her way down her sobriety field test and that had video. Um, oh, I, I
0: saw I, that one, actually. I did see that one.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of Florida ones because people really focus on sending those to me. But this one, it was a couple Nebraska's of Philadelphia and uh, Alabama. Yeah,
0: most of them inappropriate <laughs> for our show. Yeah,
1: y'all cannot be tell- Y'all you just, there are certain things that you know need to, and most people will send, me the really inappropriate ones telling me that they're for post-show, which yes. I that means I'm going to click on the link. If you tell me this is post-show, I am definitely opening that link. Ha! <laughs> if you want to contribute to weird news, if you see a weird news, a story in the news, and you're like, wow, that's super weird, email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Put weird news in the subject line so I can find it, and I appreciate all of you uh, helping and filling up Wednesday segment with the weirdest of the weird.
0: Well, auditors, hang on. We, we're we going to be answering your questions today because I have a bunch of them here. Jamie hasn't seen these yet. I haven't really looked at them yet either. So uh, let's take a look at uh, some of those in the post show. But before we go, I've been trying to do a quote at the end of every episode. Well, I wasn't, you know, I was missing some. So uh, Jennifer bought me this little book when we were in Fort Worth. It's Savvy Saiyans true wisdom from the real west and it's a so whole, this it's might a,
1: actually be a moment you actually don't forget
0: i have the book right to here to do sunny something book. that you
1: say you're going to do every episode she spent
0: five dollars to improve the quality of this show wow. so and rest. the first quote is on a gentle horse every man is a rider think about that it's pretty much true
1: it's so deep it is that's why it's cowboy it's wisdom right there cowboy wisdom spade neuter Geld. that's cowboy wisdom
0: Ha, ha, ha.